Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other. And there's beanies that say SYW, you know, we know, smoke your weed. Check it out. There's all different colors. It's going to be a great time. We just wanted to get cozy with you. Some of them have pom-poms. They're going to be really cozy, very fashionable. Stoner chickspodcast.com merch Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Kayla Teal. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think we're, yeah. I think we're okay. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I would describe it. That's my favorite way to politely not lie to people in public when I'm having a bad day and they ask how I'm doing. I just say, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. You get a lot of the question. Whenever I run into someone I haven't seen in a long time and there's like, so how have you been? It always just feels so like, does anyone have an answer outside of like, well, all the things (laughs) in the past year it's been really good and really bad at different times if i <laughs> and at the same time yeah if i don't yeah. know you that well i say live in the dream <laughs> and if i do know you well i go you know <laughs> and usually the person is who i because i know them even if i haven't seen them know. in a while they like they know they're like mm, i know yeah you know but yeah i like <laughs> I like what Phoebe said earlier this year on the podcast. I'm having all the experiences. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am enduring all kinds of things life can throw at you. Yeah. Yeah. Just trauma bingo. Just (laughs) plugging away. Mm -hmm. A little dingo dango. But here, this time with you listeners is sacred. This is between you and us. And no other stuff, you know. Well, you know, outside of what you're smoking, what you're <gasps> smoking. So after we interviewed Nicole from Ra- Ravengrass, I decided to, I was having a not okay day and decided to go for a couple different kinds of pre-rolls. The one I'm smoking now is Granddaddy Purple. And her beautiful packaging says the well-loved super chiller with a deep, sweet purple berry flavor, which is so poetic. And then I also had gotten a blend after we talked about that. And so I wound up with the passion flower blend, which is three to four CBD THC. And it said that it's good for physical and emotional pain and relieve the tightly wound circular thought patterns insomnia can bring. So I just, I liked I liked both of those descriptions and I thought I would share them with you. But yeah, smoking some granddaddy purple from Ravengrass. Beautiful. Well, I'm also smoking weed grown in a company by someone we've interviewed on our podcast because it's a Falcana strain. It is Pacific Sunshine. And it was actually given to me after one of my shows this past weekend. 
by a friend I hadn't seen in a very long time. That's the flowers they brought me is some falcana flower. And I thought that was so special. It really touched my heart. And the active ingredient in this is CBG. CBG. Wow. Yeah. And it says that it's a relaxing body high with an energizing, almost caffeine-like mind high. So without further ado, and feel free to start talking about what you're smoking, Steph, but I am going to take my first hit of it. I ground it up right before I got on this record and it's sitting in my bong. I haven't smoked since 10 a.m. this morning, which is a Whoa. long time for stoner chick Phoebe. <laughs> I know. So now I'm going to hit my bong and get that sweet, sweet butt in my lungs. <laughs> yeah. You, you were coming in with a little bit of a caffeinated vibe, so this will be good. We get to see in real time. Taking a nice big hit. What about you, Steph? Yeah, so my main stash is out in the living room, which is too fucking far for me to walk. So I forgot I still have a little bit more of the Obama Kush from Bondi Farms. And that is what's loaded into my bong right now. Ooh, Phoebe's doing a little bong dance. That was nice. Phoebe, I really like how you said record <laughs> in reference to <laughs> I don't what I'm... we're doing here today. <laughs> That was my brain actively changing what word I was going to say in the moment. <laughs> I wonder what it was. You'll never <laughs> oh, know. I'll never know. What are you smoking, Kayla? I ate an edible today, actually, because I'm um, pretty sure I have COVID right now. No. I'm testing negative, but I feel it. And my partner has Aww. it. So anyway, I'm, I ate part of an edible called a punch bar whoa cannabis infused punch bar original milk chocolate it's like a looks like a little kit kat oh yummy Ooh, yum yeah they say that each piece is 10 milligrams but i ate a 10 milligram once and it felt like way more than 10 milligrams <laughs> and then i ate a half one time and i was like that even felt like more than 10 milligrams <laughs> so i don't know if i trust the dosing in this but I had like a quarter of one. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, I'm excited. I think the way metabolism plays into like personal metabolism, how much that plays into the way that we experience different kinds of substances, including especially relevant to us, THC. It's just crazy. Wow. Sorry, that was a side rant. This granddaddy purple is, is hitting real nice. <laughs> But I also wonder sometimes like how they're able to ensure that if they have a hundred milligram chocolate bar, how they're able to make sure that it's perfectly, the THC is perfectly dispersed throughout the whole thing. So when you break it in 10, they're each 10 milligrams. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess, I mean, theoretically, right, if it's infused into whatever oil it is, then it would be an even distribution in that. And then as long as you're mixing and incorporating that well into whatever batter or mixture you have, theoretically, it should be, theoretically, it should be consistent. You know what I think we ought to do? Have an edibles expert on the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah. next on my list. That's next on my list. Mark my words. Wouldn't that be same with any kind of medicine or pills? Yeah. It's all just being mixed up and made into little pills the same way edibles are, right? All right. Now we need a pharmacist on the podcast. Great. <laughs> Okay. Coming soon in 2024. <laughs> 2024. All about you and your medicine. Well, I hope that that is lovely, Kayla. Yeah. You'll have so. to keep us updated. And speaking of lovely things, 
we all share, as you listeners probably know, we all met doing improv. We were an improv group. We all love comedy. And we're all currently either in a show that's open, working on a show that's going to open, or I was trying to make this all, and now I'm over-explaining it. Kayla's sort of, you're consistently working on a show that performs every month. Yeah. doesn't It feels kind of like the olden days, doesn't it? We're all doing a fun, creative thing yeah. outside of the podcast. For a long time, the podcast was our only creative thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are recording this, you know, of course it comes out later, but we're recording this on a Monday. And this past weekend, the show I am in, Illuminati, which will have closed by the time you're hearing this, Thursday night, Grace came. Friday night, Stephanie came. So I got to see both of them after the show, which is always amazing. And then Saturday night, I went and saw Grace in Vision Euro at Comedy Sports. And it was truly one of the most magical experiences I've had in quite a long time watching live theater. So proud of my Grace. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, (laughs) it was really fun. I got to play Germany. And I was a mean teenager named Greta. You were a nice teenager. Well, I was a nice teenager who was putting on a mean front because Mm -hmm. I was insecure. And it was actually like kind of a really comprehensive character arc. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. the show really, I would call overall the show very comprehensive. And you really, most of all, your storyline. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, I agree. Like a couple of people, friends of mine afterwards were like, it was really good to see you like performing again. Like I think full costume, because we've done some, a few sets over the last couple of years, but nothing really like that needs some zhuzh to it, some extra production to it. So it felt good to sing. Well, you're a great singer. Yeah, I yeah. saw a video. It sounded great. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Kayla, how is Sketch going? Um, it's going fun. It's going good. Yeah. It's, going <laughs> it's going fun. <laughs> we uh yeah, every every like so far every month I've had a sketch get into the show, which is cool. And the November show it was a sketch I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or not. Probably not. But it was called Good Cop Cop Who Likes Space Jam. So it's just a detective interrogating someone, but they just really like Space Jam. (laughs) Very (laughs) stupid. (laughs) I love that. A friend in common named Michael Draper, who came to my show also this weekend, was telling me and Trisha, another friend, in detail about that sketch two nights ago, Kayla. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was so wild. He just happened to be in L.A. when I had that happening. So he came out. That was nice. Friends. Friends Aww. telling friends about friends comedy. Friendship. <laughs> I've been having some... After the, that night that Michael was at my show, we went out after and we saw Eric Andre at a bar. Ooh, that's a good celebrity sighting. I know. I keep having some pretty good ones. I saw Barb or Star from Barb and Star. I texted you guys that one. That was an yeah. exciting one for me. Do we need to start a celebrity count part of the podcast? Yes. <laughs> Kayla's scene. At the same bar where I saw Barb and Star, Barb or Star. <laughs> it wasn't Kristen Wiig. It was Annie and Annie M. I always forget her last name. Does anyone know it? Not off the top. Okay. And then I at, at the same bar at the same time, Damien from Mean Girls was there. Who's <gasps> uh, uh. <laughs> just Dam- did Damien from Mean Girls? <laughs> I'm so bad with names. So <laughs> totally. We love them. Barber Star and Damien from Mean Girls. We love you. <laughs> oh, I have a cool announcement. Next week, we have another 
Stoner Movie Book Club. I guess it's the official last movie we'll be watching for the year. And it is the Jennifer Lawrence vehicle. I always think it's funny when people say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on in. No Hard Feelings. Oh, that's a recent one, right? It is recent. And I just realized I don't have any of the other info in front of me. I haven't seen a J-Law movie in a while. Is this the one where she dates someone younger or pretends to date someone younger? Yeah, it is. I know it's a 2023 movie and we'll have all the other info for you next week. But it's streaming on Netflix, I believe, because I just rewatched it. I saw it in the theater at the beginning of the year. So if you want to listen next week, do it. free to watch this It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see everyone's thoughts. Ooh. Speaking of thoughts, you know what time it is? What time? I Thoughts with Stephanie. This high thought comes from Instagram, Kate in New York. Oh my God, y'all life has been crazy the last few months. I was behind like 10 episodes, caught up. Good news though, things are turning around. Just got a job at a dispensary. Oh, awesome. How exciting. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to skip on through and it says, (laughs) but I have a high thought. It's not original, but I don't remember where I read this a few years ago, but I just remembered it. Your tongue knows what something is going to feel like without having to touch it. Just look Mm. at something. You know what it will feel like in your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's 100% true. And Kate says, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, my God. Are you guys just imagining every single surface <laughs> that is in front of you thinking yeah. about what it'll feel like in your mouth? I can even know what it, like temperature it's going to be. I'm not imagining it in my mouth. I'm imagining me sticking my tongue out and pressing it against my tongue. <laughs> is that how you guys think of it? Yeah, I'm even looking at this microphone and I know that the foam on the microphone will yeah, feel... Yeah, that was the first thing I thought about. I'm looking at my cat's scratching post. <laughs> oh. I know. That's an unpleasant one. Wow, Kate, that's mm. a wild fact. It's a high thought. Yeah, it's really got me looping. I'm doing loop-de-loops in my head. Okay, so here's my question. What is the thing in your view right now that you think would feel the best in your mouth? <laughs> I think my laptop screen. <laughs> well, I was going to say Kayla because she's in my view. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted to say my salt rock lamp, but I think that might actually be not a good idea. It would be salty. What if it just permanently just dissolved part of it? It will. Honestly, I think probably <laughs> like one of the knobs on my microphone would probably feel pretty good. <laughs> You're such a knob gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> gobbler's knob. I've been to gobbler's knob twice. Oh, We've talked about gobbler's knob. Wow. <laughs> the knob goblins I did not find there. Anyway. <laughs> Well, thanks, Kate. Thank you so much. Kate Kate gets cred for being one of the very first fans of the podcast ever. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Well, I have a little surprise for you guys. What's that? Well, I stole a little page from Grace's book. And it's not a steal your say. It's kind of a steal your segment. I'm doing a stoner of the week for y'all. Stoner of the week. So without further ado, 
the way I present myself to the world and the public, I kind of try to mold after this person. And well, as the stoner chicks probably already see, I'm going to be talking about Eartha Kitt. Wow. It's exciting. I love it. Did you know Eartha Kitt was on a CIA watch list? Like she was being spied on for over a decade because of something she said to Lady Bird Johnson at a women's luncheon. No. No, What was it? Well, I'll get into that, but I'm going to (laughs) start. Just wanted a little tease. Little tease. You think it was all Santa babies and... I mean, the younger folks probably know her as Uzma from Emperor's New Groove, but really she had a huge legacy prior to that movie and being one of the first women of color as a lead on primetime television. She was Catwoman only for about three episodes, but iconic Catwoman, probably, in my opinion, the best Catwoman. But come at us. Come at me. So Eartha Kitt was born Eartha Mae Keith in South Carolina. And one of the things Eartha Kitt is really open about is her childhood was filled with abuse and just she didn't really see love where a lot of people find love in their childhood. And she was kind of passed around through relatives until she made her way to New York. Her aunt took her in and on a dare, Eartha Kitt auditioned for the Catherine Dunham Dance Company, and she ended up getting a full scholarship. And that kind of Ooh. launched her into show business. And she actually lived in Paris for a while. She speaks four languages. She is just one of these amazing people that she absorbs, I think, the energies around her. And she also channels that through her. Like, if you hear her speak, She is mesmerizing. And I just spent Mm -hmm. the last like week watching interviews with her. And I recommend some of them are like trending on TikTok. But I really recommend going and looking up some of these interviews. I will show some clips, but they're just I was weeping in one of them because she's just so candid, but also so lovely. And then she's also doesn't she has the no fucks attitude, but she's not mean about it. I don't know. There's a special thing to Eartha Kitt, but I do want to start off by sharing with you pretty much the moment I'm going to mainly talk about is she was invited to Lady Bird Johnson's luncheon in 1968. She was already a famous person at this time. She was Catwoman. She had a bunch of hits. She had Sabon's, I don't speak French, Sabon and Santa Baby. She was a famous person by this time. And so she had a bunch of charities that she kind of ran and organizations that she volunteered for that were focusing on inner city youth and getting them access to education and resources. One's being called, I think, Kidsville and the other Rebels with a Cause. And so she was invited to this luncheon to speak for this ladies luncheon. Wait, can you say who, who's Lady Bird Johnson? Oh, she was Lyndon B. Johnson. She was the first lady at the time. She was President Lyndon B. Johnson's wife. So gotcha. that was what she was referred to at the time. I'm using that as because that's all the documentaries. That's how they refer to her. I don't know why, though. Anyway, I'll have to Google that. 
During her infancy, her nursemaid, Alice Tittle, said that she was pretty as a ladybird. Oh. So there you go. That was why she was called Lady Bird Johnson. But she was Lyndon B. Johnson, the president at the time, wife. And at this time in 1968, if you know, we were involved in a war in Southeast Asia and Vietnam. And a lot of people in America were upset about that. And so Eartha Kitt was invited to this luncheon and she stood up and said, you send the best of this country off to be shot and maimed. No wonder the kids rebel and take pot. And she says, and pot, if you don't know, is marijuana. And it apparently made Lady Bird Johnson cry. And after that point, she was pretty much blacklisted from Hollywood. She couldn't get any work. And so she went off to Europe and had a pretty awesome and successful career. And she talks about this later. There's a lot of these interviews. I'm going to find this one. See here. Did she say that on the mic in front of everyone? Oh, yes. Okay. Like she stood up and said it in front of everyone. She also stood up and asked Lyndon B. Johnson a question and he kind of brushed her aside as he left. She had already kind of made waves there kind of thing, but then she made the first lady cry. But I'm going to have you listen to her talk about that moment. She has this great interview on speaking freely. So here we go. So when I raised my hand and told Mrs. Johnson what those boys had told me and also how I felt about our involvement in Vietnam, it seems that within two hours, I was out of work in the United States, according to my dossier that was given to me, not just a, well, not the whole thing, it was just a smidgen that said um, that I was on the CIA list in the United States of America. And you spoke up during a, a discussion that was largely devoted to the beautification of America. Well, her idea, according to the ladies there too, was to plant wild seeds along Route 66. And I thought that's all very well and good, but what we need is education for everyone, equal education for all. And why is it that our schools are so dilapidated and our educational system so much at fault? Because I believe that if you get an education, you can cross anybody's line because it's your intelligence that counts, not what you look like. She got exiled for a while, for about over a decade, I think it was around 12 years. And in the 70s, a Broadway producer calls her up and wants to cast her in a musical. And she ends up kind of getting her uh, come back to the United States moment playing this character in an award-winning winning musical Timbuktu which was Kismet I don't know much about musical theater history she has a song that she sings there it's really iconic and it's a song where she sings about making a cannabis product called Mahoon and she has this whole song where she's like and you stir with a wooden spoon. Anyway, I can't <laughs> do it justice, but I can show it. No, you cannot. <laughs> I cannot, but I can certainly show it to you. And then we'll go into a smoke break. Then when you feel in the mood. You add your nuts. Can't 
constantly stirring with a long wooden spoon. Then, when the mood hits you, you pour it all into a large copper pot. Be sure it's a copper pot. It adds to the taste. Welcome back. I am still talking about Eartha Kitt, who is just absolutely amazing. There's so much to talk about her that it's really hard for me. So what I'm going to do in this limited time I have left is give you a couple of examples of how much she didn't give a fuck. And if you watch interviews of her, especially with like squirmy white men, like it is hilarious to watch her like just make them just feel so uncomfortable with her power and presence and her sexuality, that she owns it, it's hers, and they can't twist it. Like, it's beautiful. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples of that. And the first one being this one, which I find absolutely amazing. Who's conducting this interview? (laughs) You only married once, though. Are you you picky? Once was enough. (laughs) (laughs) Who picky about men? I'm very choosy about friends. I'm very choosy about people. I love people, but I'm very choosy. Don't because you? Because I, re- I prefer to be alone rather than to be around people who are trashy. <laughs> I love her. Like, just the way... And then this whole interview that she does with this interviewer, I don't know his name, is because he looks like just every other like 70s white guy interviewer had a show that time. Like they look all the same to me. It's the sideburns. It's the sideburns. <laughs> and like, yeah, the they wear the same suit. But she just, she puts her feet on his lap, makes him uncomfortable. It Like it's just amazing. And just the way she just delivers words. It's like honey to my ears. But I want to show you just one other last thing about her talking about relationships and people, because this is how she ran her life. And her, she always, she had such a storied career, but she, uh, one of her things, especially later in life, was men were constantly, she was very critical of them. And I think it was a larger thing. She was critical of the patriarchy. And she made that very much known. And her greatest love that she says all the time was her daughter. And so she speaks a lot of that and the types of relationships she she valued, which I think is just amazing. She's a little older. It's a little raw interview. She's wearing no makeup. And she's, I think, sitting in her back garden. And this is supposed to be kind of like a raw interview. And I think they're trying to, like, needle her a little bit. And it's amazing how she responds. So here we go. What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? To compromise? For what? To compromise. What is compromise? If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) A man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. (laughs) 
comes into my life and you have to compromise for what? For what? <laughs> wow. She was just, for me, just one of this feminist icons. She also had a huge connection with the LGBTQ community as well. Uh, she came out with a couple of like really great in the 80s kind of disco like albums that are just really awesome. But I wish I had time to show you all of this. But there's just not enough time to show you the amazingness that's Eartha Kit. But the more you peel Eartha Kit's onion, she is just an amazing ball of magic and beauty. And she passed away a few years ago at the age of 80. But she is just someone that to me, I look at and she's probably one of my biggest role models in my life. And so I wanted to share her or at least a smidget of what her life was and what she stood for, which she never like she never wavered in the I give no fucks. This is me kind of life. Ugh, beautiful. And her music is amazing. Thank you, Stephanie. That was wonderful. It seems like she got a lot of questioning about why she wasn't married. Like, and which I'm, I'm sure a lot of women, unmarried women of that time did, where the patriarchy was like, hey, why aren't you tied legally to a man? And she's just like, mm -hmm. LOL, what? I reject that. Well, part of the CIA dossier that they had on her after spying on her for over a decade was that they called her a satanic nymphomaniac or sadistic or something nymphomaniac. And she was just this sex crazed maniac. And that was like, they were trying to like, and she, when it, when it came out to her and they asked her what her opinion was, she goes, I don't care. Like, let them think that. Mm -hmm. So she had the song about weed. She mentioned weed in that moment at in that the, ladies luncheon. But did you, do you know if she consumed? I do not know if she consumed Pot. There are no records really of her being outspoken of consuming it. But to be a stoner chick is not necessarily to be a consumer. It's to embody, I think, a, she, I don't think, minded people smoking pot. Also, I think she, she might have. She was, Orson Welles considered her the most interesting woman in the world. And so... <sighs> Like at one time, but like, I think that she's just had this presence that makes me think stoner chick. I believe it. If I was a betting, I would bet she did. For sure. An artist through the 60s, 70s, et cetera. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> a badass free thinking woman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Steph. Yeah. And I think that kind of wraps things up, right? Yeah, I think it's probably time to Wait do our... just a fucking second. Whoa, F-word alert. F-bird alert. What got into I, you, Grace? I'm just a fuckbird today. <laughs> because I've got a 60-second bong box. Oh, my. 60-second bong box. 60-second bong box. That's right. So, hmm. Chug that pineapple juice? What are you drinking there, Grace? I'm drinking zero sugar lemon lime Gatorade. Mm, wet that whistle. Generally, I try to avoid sugar alcohol, but here we are. 
I haven't taken a bong rip in a while, and I will have to open my window. So Grace, may I do excuse. the privilege of hitting my bong at the same time as you? Then oh I'll gosh. shut up and listen. Then I'll shut up and listen. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Whew, here we go. To all the stoners out there, smoke your weed. <laughs> no, my lighter won't work. Oh. Baby looked so cool and then sounded so cool. And then I was just like, oh, my lighter. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm going to do this while I'm coughing pretty badly. It's part of it. It's part of it. I am going to rant about the indiscriminate killing of innocent people and begin. So I think that no one should kill anyone. I'm a pacifist. I think it's a bad idea. And I think that one of the worst things that happens is that in when people are oppressed and when there is power overexerted the powerless, it creates desperation and it creates violence and people die and get hurt. And it's horrible that anyone has died in the last six weeks, but it's been a horrible time watching the genocide in Gaza and Palestine unfold. It's an atrocity every single day. And I just want to say, we have to keep crying about it together. We have to keep talking about it together. No one should have died in Israel. No one should die in Palestine. There has to be a solution. And we're not powerless. We can work together to try to change this and stop the violence. And that's one minute. Damn. Bravo. Pre-Palestine and apathy kills. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, we try to keep it light and bright a lot of the time here on Stoner Chicks podcast and keep it mostly cannabis focused. But hey, we've got 60 second bong box. So that's my bong box. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of a topic. I was my brain just kept coming back to this. So anyway, thanks for letting me rant mm -hmm. for a second. Yeah. Use that bong box in all yeah. the ways. It's kind of like Eartha Kitt in 1968 at a Ladybird's luncheon. Bring it up. <laughs> Talk yeah, about it. Exactly. Let's, and even if we, I don't know, her getting up there and risking what she had in her career, we have to be able to talk about the things that matter to us mm -hmm. and be bra brave enough to do that. So that's what I wanted to do today, everybody. Yeah, here, here. I love you guys so much. And I love all of you listeners so fucking much for mm -hmm. listening. We sure do. And one listener in particular left us a review on Apple Podcasts, which you can do. You can go to Spotify and leave us five stars or you can Me? go to Apple Pie. Yeah, you could, Vivi, if you've never done it before. <laughs> so we have a five-star review from Gwen Plays Games titled, They're All So Welcoming. So we just got legalized in my state. So I've been listening to the podcast to learn the lingo so I don't look like an idiot the first time I joined my friend Sesh. Super funny and great to listen to when I'm working or skating. <gasps> oh, Thanks, my. Gwen. I think, Kayla, you found someone who also likes to skate. I know. I wonder what kind of skating they do. And also, like, I hope you learn the lingo from the podcast, but... It don't get it from... Yeah, I don't know if we're the best. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and we're also, all kind of old. <laughs> and lingo's different no matter where you go. I wonder if Gwen lives in Ohio, because that's who just legalized cannabis. Oh. Well, yes. Thank you, thank so, you so much, much for that review. review. 
Whoa. That was two at once. Two stoner chick voices for the price of one. And if you're like, oh, I just love these stoner chicks as much as that reviewer did. Well, there's other ways to follow us. You should go to our website, stonerchickspodcast.com. You can find out about upcoming shows we all have, links to those. You can buy merch. We might have some cool new hats up there. You can buy a shirt. Also, you can go to TikTok. We are Broccoli Broads. You can go to Instagram. We are Stoner Chicks Podcast. You can go to Patreon if you want more episodes. If you want to, at a certain level, pay money and eventually get a free shirt along with other cool things like stickers. For certain levels, we do a monthly Zoom smoke sesh where you can meet us and be a part of a really awesome community that truly means a lot to all of us. In order to sign up for our Patreon, you just want to go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. You can email us at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send high thoughts to Stephanie because she reads those in the episodes. You can also send snail mail, P.O. Box 80586. The zip code is 98108. Stonerchick Phoebe checks that and enjoys getting fun things. Hey, Kayla. What do stoner chicks always say? Me? Compromise for a man? Why? <laughs> Smoke your Smoke weed. Your weed. <laughs>